Wake up, it's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Sorry, y'all, that was so loud. Hi, guys. Happy Friday. Welcome to the morning motivation. I'm your host, Brittany Daniel, and this is your daily dose of motivation. Um, if this is your first time watching, we read the Bible, we talk about God, we talk about today, we're going to talk about how to be a good disciple and what that even means, right? And one thing that I've taken for granted is not understanding. You know, when you go through something that you feel like that's almost everybody's experience or everybody had like a similar experience, I take for granted that I was raised in church, that I have like this foundation that I am able to discern like, oh, this is a good church. This isn't a good church. And how many churches are out there that I've I've been hearing aren't, aren't, aren't like that great. And that's why people are getting church hurt. That's why people don't trust church. There's a lot of wickedness sometimes. And I take that for granted. So I'm very blessed uh, to be a part of Embassy City. If you guys want to check that out online, I will start linking it down below for you all. So if you guys do not have a church home, that you can stream it live. Um, One Church LA under Pastor Tori Roberts and Sarah Jakes Roberts um, is is also an amazing church. I actually shared a word from Pastor Tori yesterday on on my stream. And a lot of you guys should check it out, especially if you feel like you've been called to speak about God online or to be a leader or to be a leader in your church or just anything like that, or just how to just spread and be a good disciple. I think it's really important. And when I say disciple, and we're going to talk about that today, I'm not talking about like, (laughs) y'all remember that, that scene on Friday, (laughs) excuse me, y'all, where, um, the Jehovah's witness came up to the door and was knocking and was like, are you ready for Jehovah's return? I'm not talking about that type of disciple. I'm just talking about speaking to people and speaking about God and seeing if they have a church home and inviting them to your church, not in a pushy way, but just in a loving and speaking life into people. When you know God and you see people going through it, you should, you should be, we should all be able to speak um, positivity and God into their lives. So we'll talk about that this morning. I know it's almost the 200th episode. Crazy. That'll be on Monday. I have to plan something special for 200 episodes. I thought we did some at 100 this summer, y'all. 200 episodes of Morning Motivations. So that's crazy. But before we get all into it, let's go ahead and do our prayer and then do our shout outs. If this is your first time watching live, then go ahead and put it in the chats. If you are watching and uh, or listening later, if you do not catch the live streams because it's not in your schedule, if you always listen live on my podcast, thank you. I really want to say thank you because y'all don't get the shout outs. Y'all don't ever get the shout outs because y'all aren't live, but I see the numbers. And although the numbers are not in the thousands, I was just like, Brittany, your numbers are bigger than some churches. And that's kind of dope. So I appreciate you guys rocking with me. I appreciate you guys listening, sharing. Um, I see your posts, especially on Instagram. Uh, If you do listen on the podcast, please leave a review if you love it. If you ain't got nothing good to say, then don't don't say nothing at all. If you feel like there are things that uh, you want me to incorporate, DM me on Instagram is the best way to get in touch with me. Or you can email me at brittanythehost.com, which is right here on the screen. All right, let's pray uh, and then get into it. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for waking us up again for another day and being allowed to fellowship on and through the internet. I pray right now for healing. I pray right now for peace. I pray right now for understanding and wisdom in your darling son, Jesus' name. I pray that we understand our assignments. You have called us all here for an assignment to fulfill your purpose for our lives. 
And we pray this every day so that we do not get out of alignment. So we do not miss steps. So we do not miss speak. So we do not miss any opportunities that you have presented in front of us because you are opening doors every single day. And I pray that we monopolize on those opportunities, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. I bind any procrastination. I bind right now in the name of Jesus, any stagnation, any self-sabotage that is hindering your people from moving forward and walking truly in your light. I bind that all right now in the name of Jesus and your darlings in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, yeah, it is Friday. I'm excited. Did I say it's almost Friday? Child, that's how <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday. I need y'all to pray for Zara. My baby ran out of the house yesterday. I was going to take her to the bathroom. Sometimes I like because I live right by a place where she doesn't really need her leash and I was going to take her out. I open the door. Zara darts out the house because she already knew a dog was outside. I should have been. That's on. I feel so bad because it's on me. Zara darts out the house. And Zara's my dog for anybody that doesn't know. Uh, for my OGs that have been on Morning Motivation, y'all know Zara. Zara darts out of the house and goes and runs to this pit bull. And like, she's she is very aggressive when it comes to big dogs. She has little dog syndrome. And at the time, I didn't know she got bit. Zara got bit. So I like grabbed her. I apologized to the other dog owner. I felt so bad because the other dog was shaking, um, put her in her cage, went to church, came back. And I was like, why are you not being Zara? Like what's going on? My baby was limping. I had to clean a wound. So I felt super bad. Y'all was not a good dog mom yesterday. I did not know my baby got bit. So y'all pray for Zara and her healing right now in Jesus name. Cause I feel so bad. Y'all Zara was so mad at me. Zara was like, if y'all have dogs, y'all know y'all dogs can have attitudes. So <laughs> y'all pray for my baby, please. And um, pray for her healing. She, I think she's okay. If she doesn't get okay, if she's not okay or better by Monday, I'm going to take her to the vet. I think she's okay. I cleaned her wounds. Um, she didn't get bit that bad, but she did get, she did get bit. Um, and I didn't see it until I was like, oh my gosh, you got bit baby, but I don't think her leg is broken because she still, she still went up and down the stairs. So if, if she's not better over the weekend, then I'm going to take her to the vet, but y'all pray for my baby. All right, let's jump into the shout outs right now. <laughs> I know prayers for Zara. Um, good morning, turquoise. Good morning, cookie monster. Good morning, melon and honey. Good morning. Slip y'all with these names. Put like a nickname. If you don't want your real, I understand that one in your real name. Put like a nickname so people got get a shout out. <laughs> Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Simone. Good morning, Lacey. Good morning, Chevy Chev. Good morning, Simone. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Diamond. I'm bring I'm bringing my sparkling cider. Oh, it's so cute. Good morning, Brittany. Good morning, Talia. Listening live hits different. Yeah, I, I agree. Because then you get to interact. You get to talk to me. You get to get like questions answered in real time. I feel bad for people who are like, who are these folks that she keeps talking to every day? But they still listen. So maybe they know y'all by now. Uh, good morning, She Amber. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Aubrey. Rich Rising, Ashley. Friday, we made it. I know. Thank God for another day. Good morning, Melissa. And then soon enough, we'll be like, happy Monday. <laughs> Good morning, such a lady. Oh, no. Shamber says, oh, no, your neighbor doesn't have a little 
uh, rule that dogs should have electric fences. And no, so I live where I live. Nobody has a fence. I was about to, I was about to give, you know, I don't live where things are fenced in. Like everybody has their dog on a leash. My dog was not on the leash and she scurried out of the house and see, that's why, uh, it's my, it was a hundred percent my fault. I felt so bad. I kept checking like, Hey, is your dog? Okay. If anything happens, let me know. I thought Zara bit her. Cause she was like, I see blood not thinking that her dog bit Zara. You know what I mean? And I feel so bad. And I can't even be mad because it was Zara's fault. Like it was my fault for opening the door and letting Zara like run out there. I didn't mean to, but you know, so my baby is not, she is not y'all. She is not having it. She was over me last night, like upset. And she has PTSD because she keeps shaking. And Zara is an aggressive little firecracker princess and she is not herself. So y'all, I feel so bad. <laughs> okay. Hey, Stacy. Good morning. I know I'm getting teary eyed because I'm like, my baby is hurt. Uh, good morning. I have my Bible this morning. Yes, Vesser. Okay. Awesome. All right, y'all. So let's talk about, um, and thank y'all for the prayers for Zara. I know I'm like crying because I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for my baby. And she got bit, she got bit pretty bad, but I pray that her bones are okay. I like felt them. And normally if you have like a broken bone, you're going to like scream. Um, but she's not, she's like limping. She's shaking. She's not feeling herself. Oh my baby. I just feel so bad. Cause you know, when you don't know, it's like, if I'm sure if like you punish your child for something that happened and then you realize like they're really hurt. It's just so sad. <laughs> Like my little baby. All right, y'all. All right, so uh, let's talk about becoming a true disciple. Now, if you have any questions, like if you are on your spiritual journey, right, and you're just like having a hard time, like there's something about God that you're not understanding, if there's something about Jesus that you're not understanding, if there's something about this spiritual walk you're on now, or you're elevating your spiritual walk, or maybe this is your first time even tapping in in this way. Cause I can't take for granted, like I take for granted that I have a foundation and I was very ignorant at times through us, our conversations to remember that everybody did not have that foundation. I figured like, if you're here, if you're listening, then you, you kind of know, like, kind of like, if you know, you know, and I can't be ignorant to that because everybody does not know. Everybody does not have that foundation. Everybody just for those of you who don't know, um, I was raised in the church, like not my whole life. Like I wasn't a PK or anything, even though there are a lot of people, way more PKs than I thought. Um, I was not raised as like a preacher's kid, but my dad used to send me with my grandmother to church as a little girl. And I grew up Pentecostal for a stint of my life. Y'all know about a Pentecostal church. It's a very strict church, meaning skirts below the knees, stockings, slips, no makeup, no accessories. But I was a little girl. So None of that really phased me, but I, that I used to have to wear like skirts with slips. We don't even wear slips no more. And if you don't know what a slip is, slip is like a thin skirt, a thin layer of fabric that goes between your stockings <laughs> and your skirt, like old school, old school. You had to wear a slip. It was very like really regimented and weird for whatever reason, because where does that say that in the Bible? <laughs> but I'm not trying to shade the Pentecostal church at all. 
Um, and it, I loved it because it was really sanctified. And what they mean is like they're very Bible based, Holy Spirit. Of uh, anybody doesn't know, catching the Spirit. When you catch the Spirit, and I caught it for for the first time when I was nine years old, and that was the night I was saved. Because before then, like you can know about Jesus, you can hear and know about God, but until you experience the Holy Spirit, because it's the Holy Trinity, right? So it's God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and they work together as one. Sometimes people intermingle, you know, and just call it God, which is totally okay in the Christian faith. Um, I, I, for, for mental reasons and because of how my brain works, I separate them, but to each their own. If you, and, and the Bible does say that they are one, right? But if that's what works for you, works for you, for my brain and, and how I operate, I separate them, but I know they work together, right? Um, but when you, when you believe and you're spiritually open, I think it's very hard for men to catch the Holy Spirit because you have to be emotional. You have to be emotionally vulnerable, spiritually vulnerable and open to receive the Holy Spirit. When I was in church, I told you guys this other day, there was a young lady that was visiting that was sitting next to me. And I could tell she was very like, I don't know, we gonna see type, you know, her energy was like, I'm just here to visit. I'm just gonna see whatever, right? And I understand being skeptical of a church. Like I would had no judgment, but I wanted her to experience what we experience every Sunday because last Sunday we went over so long because our praise and worship was so strong. Like the Holy Spirit was in the room. And what that means is the presence of God, there's this feeling, this is, there's this energy that comes over the room. If nobody's ever experienced it, it's very important to get in a church that can summon God's presence, right? And when the Holy Spirit comes into the room, you can just feel it. Uh, you can feel because people are being convicted. Like at my church, we're kind of old school with that, with that part. We, that's what we take from the black church. We shout, we praise, we raise our hands. Um, we don't have like shouting, you know, our, our band is more conventional, not conventional. That's the wrong word. Our band is more like up to the time. So we don't have like the old school praise break. You know, if y'all grew up in church, y'all know about that Baptist praise break, right? Grew up Baptist too. <clears throat> we don't have that, but you can tell the Holy Spirit is moving because people are crying. People are laying out like men and what it ha what happened what tends to happen for anybody who's never uh <laughs> nobody's ever experienced the holy spirit you get like a weakness you kind of lose control over your body a little bit um and it's not that's supposed to happen because you are no longer in control you're allowing you're relinquishing control and it's super beautiful by the way it's not scary you feel at peace. You feel great. Sometimes you cry because you're filled with so much joy. But there's a it's there's a lightness to your body, right? And some people cry out. Some people fall because you kind of lose sense of your. Now you will never hurt yourself. Now if somebody hurts themselves. That that's. It. I've never seen anybody hurt themselves, and you don't fall and like hit your head. You fall with kind of like with with a little control most of the time. Some people do fall out, but they don't hurt themselves, okay, because you're protected. Um, but there's this eeriness. There's a, um, my apostle also said to us that you'll get lightheaded sometimes and lightheaded in a good way, not lightheaded in a bad way. It's like 
I'm going to say this, take this with a grain of salt. Nobody soundbite me because I'm not trying to be demonic. I don't know. I'm not even going to say that because it's, it's not, it's not the same. Never mind. I'm not going to say that's not the same, but you do feel like this airy. It's not eerie either. It's just like a, it's like a, for me, it feels like a light wave like this. Like, and, and for everybody, I will say this. Everybody doesn't shout out. When I feel the Holy Spirit, I'm really still. There could be people shouting out and they'll say, raise your voice to God. And I do praise God in that way, right? I do praise Jesus in that way. Raise my hands. I'll shout out to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But I like to chant. I chant. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Like, come in me, Holy Spirit. Like, I'll do little chants like that to myself with my hands raised. And that's kind of how I invoke. You know how, like, and I hate that we don't get examples of this mainstream. You know how like witches on shows will invoke a demon by, by chanting, by praying, by doing all it. It's kind of the same thing, but you're, you're pulling down the Holy Spirit. So it's nothing demonic. It's not evil. You're praying in the name of Jesus. Remember, I told y'all, anytime you feel like you're coming up against anything demonic, start praying in Jesus name. That wipes it out. Light will overshadow dark. Okay. And also if you ever find yourself in anything to mind, start praising, like praising God, praising Jesus, start uh, singing your favorite hymn or singing your favorite gospel verse. That's how you defeat the enemy is by replacing his energy with God's energy, with Jesus's energy. Okay. But going back to, 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 to the Holy spirit. Um, and I know this is kind of a contradictory now that I know more, <laughs> it's just a mug. Um, where's the host? What do you mean? I'm I'm confused. But um what do you mean cookie monster? But that's what the holy spirit is. So they work together in order to transform your life from the inside out. But you cannot experience the holy spirit if you don't believe in it, if you're not spiritually open to it. Um because when I was praying for the young lady, one thing that I was told is I can't go where I'm not allowed. And remember we had to talk about that. Remember, we had to talk about like God can't enter or do anything. He's a gentleman. If you don't believe, if you don't want it, they won't, people, you, you won't, it won't happen for you. And I believe true people of God who, who prophesied or they lay hands, they know who's willing to receive it and who's not. You know, one, one time in church, I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna be super transparent. One time in church. One of our uh, ministers was walking around. He was laying hands. People just started falling out and he started walking past me. I was like, uh-uh, <laughs> not today. <laughs> and and I feel like that's okay. Like if you're not ready to experience it because it's a very, it could be a very overwhelming experience. Um, and I think this is important to talk about because everybody doesn't, I've never heard anybody like talk about the process. If you grow up in it, you see it, but nobody talks to you about it. Nobody like describes it or tells you like, it's okay. Uh, it, it's not, it's not scary. Especially like if you've never seen it in your life, like say if you didn't grow up Pentecostal, you do not grow a Baptist, you did not grow up in I I don't, I don't know what other denominations do that. I don't think, I don't, I've never seen that in Muslim culture. I've never seen that in any Jewish culture. I've never seen it in any culture, but uh, Christian, like Southern Christian Baptist and Pentecostal. And like, if, if I, if you guys know any more, leave them in the comments because I'm very ignorant to all of that. 
I just know my experience. But if I didn't grow up seeing it, I would be like, what is going on? Like, is everybody okay? <laughs> oh, why is everybody falling out? Oh, why is everybody screaming and praising God? Uh, but it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing once you understand it, once you accept it, once you open yourself to it. Um, you do lose a sense of yourself for just a, a little while. And it's beautiful because you can snap out of it. The Holy Spirit does not take control of your body. And then you're like, oh, I'm out of control. Like as soon as you want control again, you can, you can, you can be in the driver's seat. It's not a forceful thing. It's not a it takes over. You have to want it. You have to be open to experience it. Your soul. And, and everything has to be open to it. Uh, what are you, what are y'all talking about? What does that mean? Oh, the church of God in Christ. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. The church of God in Christ. I kind of call it like, yeah. Church of God in Christ. That's Pentecostal, isn't it? That's what our church was called. It was a Pentecostal church, but it was church of God in Christ. Um, I, I, yes, but that, thank you. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Uh, but I, absolutely. So that's a one experience of, of God and Jesus Christ and being a Christian that you may experience. I hope that you experience it because there's something so beautiful about it. That's, that's a part of praise and worship. That's a part of worshiping God, uh, or it can be, it doesn't have to be. If this is just, if that's something that you just are uninterested in, I would say challenge yourself because it's a beautiful feeling. It's a very beautiful. It's very spiritual. If you feel truly, genuinely connected to God in those moments. Um, so don't fear it. There's nothing to fear. Like it's not demonic. It's not going to take over your life to where, but it fills you up to where you have this. It fills you up to you have this strength and this, this spiritual like gusto, like the, ugh. But it's like spiritual. It's like I wish, I wish, uh, I wish somebody would mess with me in my spiritual rent. You know what I mean? Like it gives you a, a extra like layer of confidence in your spiritual walk to know that you can tap into that. So that's how I tap in, chanting Jesus's name, uh, thanking Him. It's just like a repetitive thank you, thank you, thank you. And then I start praying for other people. Um, pray for other people all the time. Pray for yourself. Pray for your significant others. Pray for your children. Pray for your, you know, and bind everything. Like if somebody's going through something, I bind it right now in the name of Jesus. And I, sh you know, like really practice, start practicing your prayer life. Start practicing how you pray. I used to be a very simple prayer. Like, oh God, thank you for the food I'm about to receive. And there's nothing wrong with that. But as you gain it, as you grow in your spirituality and as you grow as a Christian, Prayer is super powerful. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things because they're affirmation. So anybody that wasn't like considered a Christian and maybe you were in the motivational space and everything, it's affirmation. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So you're speaking life onto the situation. You're speaking life into other people. You're speaking situations. You're casting them out. And when people say cast out demons, those are just bad energies, really bad energy. But people can have them in them, good and bad. There could be evil in the church too. I don't feel I've, I really highly doubt in my church because of everybody that I've met and everybody. You I ain't no way because it's too it's too blessed. <laughs> it's too blessed. Um, I do want to say this too though: protect your homes, pray over your homes. Um, somebody asked me about like like energy in their house, especially if you share if you're younger. And you share a space with somebody who may not be on the same level as you as a Christian or just have your same spiritual beliefs. Make sure you sage like sage is 
sage that space. Get those. I rebuke everything that is not good in the name of Jesus. I rebuke everything. You are not welcome here. I rebuke everything and let and open your windows and open the door and let those those energies leave. And then you bless your room. You can do it with oil. I have a rosary on every I've had a rosary on every door I've of every home that I I've had um, for years. I keep a black rosary on my door and I do keep a black um, stone by my door as well. But I keep a black rosary on my door so that my home is protected. Anoint your home, anoint your spaces, anoint your cars. Don't take. Don't take that for granted, because when you grow up in it or you're used to it. You forget how powerful that is. You forget how blessed you are. If you have a good church, do not take that for granted. If you if you trust the the leadership of your either apostle, pastor, or preacher, do not take that for granted because there are a lot of people out here that are being so turned in the whole wrong direction. Like, I don't know what part of the Bible they're reading. And that's another thing too, right? Say if you go to church, you go to a church. And you're visiting or you're 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 talking to other people and they start telling you stuff that is not in the Bible. If you cannot fact check this, right, because a lot of people will tell you a lot of things. They'll say, oh, Jesus was married or he had kids or because somebody didn't. Where is it? Where are you? Where are you referring to? Also, uh, if they don't want to share their information. People do not want to share their information and where they got the source. If they can't give you a Bible verse, tread lightly, be very cautious. That's how I got hemmed up with a false prophet when I was in college. And that's how I became, and that's how I became pregnant because I was told I couldn't be by somebody that did not give me the word. He was giving me a whole bunch of other stuff. And I don't know why I believed him was saying how God was, it was like before God, there was a whole bunch of other stuff. Right. And it is very important as Christians that you protect your faith, you protect, you challenge people, including me. If something don't seem right, ask questions, because if it is truly God's word, if it is truly what God wanted you, you will be able to find it. You will be able to, well, where, where was that at? Okay. What story was that? Who said that? What name? Michael. Okay. Hold on. Um, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like it, it shouldn't be, oh, well it's in another. If you, if you call yourself a Christian, I'll just say that because people know God and people know Jesus, like Jesus is in the Quran. Muslims are very aware of who Jesus is. A lot of religions and spiritual, every, a lot of people know who Jesus is. It's your choice, whether you, you choose whether to accept him as your Lord and savior. And we'll we'll talk about that. Somebody asked about that yesterday. They said, "Well, is accepting Jesus the 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 way, right? Is that the only thing that we have to do?" So let's read Romans uh, ten and nine. <clears throat> okay, so it says, "And that message is very the me- very message of faith." Hold on, hold on, let me make sure I go. Okay, so I'll start on I'll start in Romans ten verse nine or verse five. For Moses writes that the law's way of making a person's right person right with God requires obedience to all that commands. But faith's way of getting right with God says, don't stay in your heart. Who will who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth? 
and don't say who will go down to the places of the dead to bring Christ back to life again. In fact, it says the message of the very close at hand, the message is very close at hand and it is on the lips, lips and in your heart. And that the message is very, is the very message about faith. And we preach, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that your heart and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. Okay. It's by believing y'all nothing that we as Christians, we weren't there when none of this happened. We were not there. We did not see, but I will say this is something my apostle said, um, to people that challenge the story of Jesus or feel like Jesus wasn't God's son. And, and, and the th- why would all those people die for a lie? If it were a lie, I'll tell y'all this, right? Let me finish reading this and then we'll talk about it. Um, Cause I didn't finish my bad. I'll, I'll start over at, uh, it says Romans 10 verse nine. It says if, and this is the new living translation. Okay. Make sure you guys get a Bible that you understand Um, If you have the Bible app, you can go back and forth between the King James and the New Living Translation. If you if you need like, okay, what does this mean? I keep people keep talking about the message Bible. I've never read that one because I like the New Living Translation. But it says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts him will never be disgraced. Jews and Gentiles, Gentiles are anybody that's not a Jew, meaning everybody else, are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And then it goes down to verse 14, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they never, how can they hear about him unless somebody tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them what is being, is being sent? This is why scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. And that's where you come in. It is up to us to to spread the gospel and spread the good news. But it is all about beliefs. Now, let me say this, and I'm going to read the comments. One thing my apostle said that was so, so, I was like, oh, I've never thought about that, right? A lot of people will debate that Jesus wasn't the Lord and Savior, that he wasn't real, that the Bible is man-made and all of this stuff, right? Which, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Right? Here's the thing. If it was not real, one, I definitely experienced it for myself. That's why I say be believe and be open to the Holy Spirit so you can feel God. Remember the Holy Spirit's a three, the Trinity. So you can feel God for yourself. Again, you have to believe because if you do not believe, you will not get the experience, right? And sometimes God will step in. He's, he does what he needs to do to make sure because he knows who's going to, you know, he does his thing. So I'm not speaking on behalf of God and all of that he does. He's, he's omnipotent. He's He's everything. He's everywhere at one time. And he's he's full of, I can never, my brain cannot fathom the scope of God and what he's, his plans are. 
So when I speak of God, I'm speaking from my point of view. So don't take my words about God as, as Bible. Get to know him for yourself. Have the faith and all of that, right? But why would all those people go down for a lie? So say say for the sake of argument, somebody was like, well, well Jesus, nobody, uh, he didn't get raised from the dead. They took him out the tomb. Do you know how much the disciples would have been stoned to death for lying like that? Like they didn't play back in the day. That was not something that you played with. But because Jesus did miracles in front of people, like he just healed people, there was no, they would have, they would have been God, Jesus. And they end up getting him because he was saving people and turning them away from certain things and in the rulers of the time. Right. But I'll give you guys a perfect example of the challenge of that. And people are like, oh, Jesus is fake. It's all fake. Okay. If it was fake, then why don't the Romans or the Greeks still believe in Greek mythology? People are wise enough to categorize what was real and what was fake. Now, if you guys don't know about Greek mythology, I really used to love Greek mythology growing up because I thought it was very interesting. And that's funny to me now that I think about that. In fourth grade, you learn about Greek mythology and all of their gods, but you don't learn about God and you're, oh no, don't bring up God in school. That is weird. Now that I, sorry, I'm just thinking about that because I really liked Greek mythology in school, but they would tell us that it was fake but we still learned about it and took tests on it. Why do I need to know who Zeus is and Helena and Poseidon? Is it Poseidon or Poseidon? The, the, the quote unquote God of the ocean, the Greek God of the ocean. Why do I need to know their names and what they did? But I wasn't learning about God in school. That is weird. See how, see how the enemy works. They'll teach your children because nobody asked permission to, to learn that, by the way, we just learned about it. We learned about Greek mythology in school, and I was really fascinated and really interested in it. Hmm. Very interesting, right? Like the clash, right? The clash of the Titans. We learned so much about the Romans, and the Romans were the ones who, um, the Romans were the one who's, who killed Jesus, which was. <clears throat> Anyways, we learn about Greek mythology in school. And they ended up calling it mythology. And these people really believed in these gods. They they prayed to the god of the ocean. They prayed to Zeus. They prayed to, they had, they, these are called idols. Anytime you put anybody or you pray anything or put anything before God, that is an idol for you, right? So say if you love Beyonce <clears throat> and you got Beyonce plastered all over your walls and you'll say hello to Beyonce before you pray to God. Beyonce is now your idol. If you, um, Take this with a grain of salt, but, I, but it's serious. If you roll over, spark up a blunt, but you ain't even thank God for your life, that that is an idol or anything that you're addicted to, that's an idol, right? Or say if I had this statue and this statue was like, this is my lucky statue and I don't go nowhere without it and it's going to sit here and it's going to, you know, that's that's an idol. Like anytime we put too much validity on physical objects, other people, uh, give to people too much. That's why we're not, we're not supposed to praise our leaders in our church. We're not supposed to put them on a pedestal. Are they leaders? So they separate themselves and they are elevated because they put in the work. Absolutely. But we're not supposed to be like, well, I ain't going to church unless my, my, because then you want to be careful not to idolize people. Right. But if Jesus was not real, 
if none of this was real, how did it stand the test of time over 2020 years? If people weren't moved by this, if people weren't getting saved, if this did nothing for people, it would have been gone a long time ago, right? With Greek mythology. The reason why Greek mythology went down the drain is they were praying to these, these, these gods that weren't, it wasn't nothing happening. Nothing was happening. Okay. Like you got all of these gods that are over all of this stuff, Nike and, 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 um, all of these gods, it don't even matter. And they pray into these gods and nothing's happening. And then, it, and then people will realize, oh, they made this up. This isn't real. It doesn't stand the test of time. There's no books written about them. There's no, uh, not any real books. Like they, you got fiction books for sure. There's plenty of fiction books. What is that, uh, the book we, we read in school too? It's like the Iliad and the, what, something like, I don't know, you know, so. And they cross-reference it with some Christian stuff too. <clears throat> but if that is dead and gone, because nobody worships them, we call it Greek mythology, then why don't we call it Christian mythology if it's not real? So, you know, congratulations, Simone. Let me go to your comments. <coughs> Y'all, I'm not rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Uh, Venetia says, well, I never thought about this. Uh, bless every space. Absolutely. Especially if you travel a lot, especially if you have visitors, especially if you, um, if you go into a home that is, uh, you know, isn't Christ filled, just always pray over you, your family and your spaces, especially your home. Your home is your sanctuary. <clears throat> I love the message Bible. It's a game changer. If you don't have it, buy it. Simone stands by. I keep hearing great things. Now, let me ask you a question. The message Bible, is it like a Bible? It's just a different, it's a version of the Bible or is it like a, is it a, um, what is it called? Is it a, like what, it, what about the Bible is, what about the message Bible makes it so great? Because people keep telling me, but nobody's telling me what's great about it. I hated Greek mythology, Vesser says. I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was very interesting. But now that I'm an adult thinking about that, I would be a little upset that my child is learning in school about gods that don't exist, gods that don't shape or do anything. But for whatever reason, y'all won't talk about God. I can't, I can't come up in here with a Jesus poster or tell these kids about Jesus and God, but you guys are spending and wasting my child's time teaching them, them about deities that don't exist. I would have a problem with that because I'd be like, well, why you can tell, you can, you can tell somebody, you can teach a child something so that they're not ignorant to it. You can have a, a block of like instruction, like, Hey, this is what they used to believe, but why am I being tested on the gods and knowing who did what and, and why, why am I being tested on that? I remember distinctly, and I did really well because I was, I thought it was really dope, but why, why was that even something that I needed to know about if it was fake? Like, why are we wasting time on fake things when we should be in school learning about real things that are going to help and pertain to my life? It's dead. It's, it's gone. It's dead. And they don't even do it anymore. You know what I mean? Um, Simone says, boil some cloves, ginger, and lemon for your cough. Thank you. I will. You know what? I'm going to go after, 
after here, I'm going to go to Arden's Garden and get me some fresh juice um, because I need, I need it. I, I feel a tickle. I don't feel, but I feel, you know what I mean? And I won't speak it. I've been rebuking it, taking oregano pills. I'm going to take some more stuff and it's okay y'all to use modern medicine, uh, with, with Jesus name. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about, we talk, we're talking about being disciples, right? So does anybody have any questions? Anybody still lost? Anybody doesn't feel like, okay, well, what does this mean? Um, I've never experienced that. I don't get it. It's okay if you don't get it. Like sometimes, and I and I take for granted um, all of the work that I've done all these years. And and even though this is the first time I'm talking about it out loud, I'm very. I believe I don't know it all. I do not know it all, but I do know a good chunk. So let me know if you guys have any issues. If there's something that you're struggling with, something that you're like, wait, when I go to church, I don't understand this. Why do? Why does this happen? If you have any questions and I can answer them, I will. If there's something that you're struggling with to understand, I will. Um, just let me know. Uh, Simone says it's the Bible that is translated to be very easy to understand version. Okay. I, but you, it's, it's what's easier than the New Living Translation? <laughs> I'm biased. <laughs> I find myself wanting to read the Bible more because it's easy to understand and interesting. Okay. Well, the Message Bible. Okay, there you go. A amen. If the if the new living don't work for you, the message Bible, but it, I'm glad you guys are reading your Bibles. Read them for yourselves, please. All right, y'all. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Philippians 1 and 27. Live as citizens of heaven, okay? So this is how we're supposed to live. I says, this is, <laughs> above all, we must live as citizens of heaven, conducting ourselves in a manner worthy of God, of the good news about Christ. Then wherever, then whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is God, which is the good news. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. People will try to intimidate you guys. When you're a Christian, people will be trying. Why you believe that's stupid? Why you believe that? I don't. That ain't. That ain't me. Sometimes you got to stand firm and just be like, I've never read that or I don't believe in that. Like you could tell people without getting into like a heated debate. Well, I don't believe it. I shut stuff down. Like when people start telling me, try to like somebody was here and they were trying to tell me that Jesus had a child. I was like, I, I ain't never seen that or read that. So I don't I, I don't I don't I don't agree. We'll we'll just agree to disagree. I don't agree with that. You know what I mean? Like you can do it in a peaceful, respectful way. And nobody should be trying to push anything on you. We don't, we don't push Christianity. We tell people about how God is good for us. We tell people about our experiences and how God has saved us and how he's, he's kept us and he's provided for us and he's done amazingly and abundantly dope things for us, right? But we don't push our, we, we're, we gotta be like God in that, gentlemen or gentle ladies. Is it, what word is for women? Ladylike. You don't push our, we don't push our spirituality on anyone. We tell them about it. We offer them resources, Bible verses, invite them to your church so they can experience. You are supposed to be a walking and living vessel of a Christian. So they can be like, oh, wow, Simone is dope. I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. Um, Simone is so dope. Anytime I say that, y'all, somebody's coming on the timeline being. Weird. 
<laughs> Simone is so dope. Why? Oh, she's so nice. Oh, wow. You know, every time I talk to her, she talks about God. <laughs> and I mean, you don't got to be like, hey, do you know about Jesus? Do you know about Jesus? Do you know about Jesus? No. But like, if me and she Amber are having a conversation and she Amber, oh, I just moved here. You know, oh, what church do you go to? Oh, you know what? I've been, I've been looking for a church. Oh, girl, come to my church. We have, oh, it's a great service. Like, that's how we disciple. It's that easy. Or if somebody's like, man, I'm having a bad day. You know that God can do amazingly and abundantly th abundant things in your life. I'm definitely going to pray for you. And if you're bold enough, can I pray for you? Is that okay? You don't just do it. You don't just be like, hey, never have a, like, unless you know them, right? <laughs> don't start speaking in tongues. You might scare some folks. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're supposed to be disciples. We're supposed to be, you know, leading people to God, telling them about God's good news. You know, all God will never leave you, forsake you. He's always there. He loves you. He wants you to come back. He, I know that he can do amazingly, abundantly, abundant things, but you got to trust him. You know, you speak life into people. You don't tear them down. You don't be like, oh, you don't go to church. You don't read your Bible. That is not how we supposed to operate. <laughs> we are not supposed to, we are not holier than now. None of us are short of the glory at all. Um, but we are supposed to live as living examples on how, how we're, of Christianity, Christians. Chev says, how do you feel about talking to having friends, dating someone who doesn't believe in God? Now, okay, talking to meaning, meaning about to date? Friends, this is, this is how I see about friendships, right? Especially your OG friends. I have friends who have very different beliefs than me. All I can do is ask them questions. My one of my good friends, she believed she was a she was a Christian. She knows the Bible and now she chooses to believe in other things past Jesus. Right. Which is fine for her. And so I just asked her light, lightly, like, but you still believe Jesus was your Lord and Savior. Right. Like, I feel like you can have conversations without being pushy in the debate. You can challenge people, ask people questions with a light heart, with sugar, with being curious but we don't have to like, we're, we ain't going, Jesus ain't ask us to be no boxers with him. Like, how dare you not? But you know, you going to no. <laughs> so when, when it comes to friends, I invite friends to church. I send friends uh, and family members uh, the same videos I share with y'all, but we can't force anybody to do anything. You can lead somebody to water. You can't make them drink. And it's not our jobs to do that. Our jobs, our disciples is to, it just says spread the good news. That's it. Jesus ain't, God didn't ask us to convert nobody. He didn't ask us to lay hand. Well, if you're in the church and that's you, and that's your spiritual gift, then you, you are going to be instructed to do that. You'll know you have that power, um, that spiritual gift within you. But in your day-to-day -day lives, when it comes to your friends, um, I think that you being a walking vessel is important. Showing them how God is being able to have those conversations. Cause you never know, they may come back. Now, what I will say is depending on their activities, if you go hang out with them or not. Like, um, I would always tell you guys this, my, one of my best friends just had a bachelorette party as much as I love her, you know, financially too, I was trying to be responsible. So it wasn't just this, but, uh, for my own finances, I was just like, let me be responsible and not go. But a big, other big reason is, is, uh, I, I knew I didn't want to be in that environment because of what it would do to me, not judging them. Everybody has their own walk. Right. And I used to be in the world. So I understand that God can turn anybody's life around at any time. 
But I just didn't want to put myself in, the envi- in that environment because I didn't want to stir up feelings, um, conversations. Just I know how I can get. Got to know yourself to thy own self be true. So say if your friends are having a birthday party at a club and that just doesn't sit right with you anymore, you should be like, I love you so much. I would love to take you out to dinner, celebrate you if you go to like brunch or something. I just don't, you know, I just really don't want to be in that environment because it's not good for me. And you just put it like really be honest and put it on yourself. Not because like we shouldn't be in the club, girl. We shouldn't, we shouldn't even be doing that. No, it's all about you because you can't make anybody walk this walk. This is, this is a walk of submission. This is a walk of love and light. This is a walk of personal. This is personal. Cause at the end of the day, when we die, we are going to be standing before God by ourselves. At least that's how the Bible says it. And our friends aren't going to be there with us. Right. But he will ask, like, he will, like, what did I do? What'd you do with the gifts I gave you? What did you do? So you do want to be able to have those conversations in a loving way, not a pushy way, not a judgmental way, but you want to just, you know, so, you know, God loves you. You know that you can always, you know, talk about what you know, but it's not a debate. It's never a debate. It's never a debate because debates don't go anywhere because people are going to believe what they want to believe. Nine times out of 10, if people are trying to tell you Jesus ain't, they've already had their minds made up. And just, I'll, I'll pray for you. And some people take that as, uh, <laughs> some people take that as, is 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 not so nice. So I just pray for them. I ask God to forgive them. And you just don't put yourself in predicaments that will make you slip. You can't control other people. Everybody's grown. Everybody's grown. But you just be careful on, like if there's birthday parties, if there's just stuff, you're just going to have to miss it. You want to please your friends or do you want to please God? And you just tell them I'm not, it's not judgy. I'm just in a different time, in a different space in my life. And if they love you and if they want what's best for you, they will understand. Anybody that rather you put them before God has it all the way confused. Even if it's a boyfriend, like your boyfriend should not want his needs met before you meet the needs of God. That is a red flag. When it comes to, um, I'll I'll get into the the relationship part, dating, uh, convert conversing. So Chef says just having conversations with persons you work with or have school with or just open conversations. What I say or talk to, yeah, you are supposed as Christians. We're not supposed to be like I don't talk to nobody but Christians. Hold on, you a Christian? No, I can't talk. We're not supposed to be like that, y'all. We are supposed to be in the world. The Bible will tell you: do not isolate yourself because you will be alone. Like we're not. We're not here to like only talk to Christians and only do Christian things. You can still, you're supposed to be in the world. You're supposed to be in the world. You're supposed to be out there being a living vessel, but living your life. Like Christianity is not a prison, y'all. I just want y'all to know that just because you can't do certain things does not mean you can't enjoy life. You can't go to the movies. You can't go skating. You can't listen to me. Like you could still live your life, still live your life. When I say I'm restricted, I'm restricted from like excessive partying y'all. Cause let me tell you, I only worked and partied. Like I didn't, it wasn't no in between, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm not going to homecoming because I can't control myself in those environments. But if somebody like, if you can go, you just have to know yourself. And if I was, if I was stronger in my uh, in, in my nose, like if I was stronger, like, oh no, I don't just, I don't do that. Then I would be able to go. 
You know, I know Pete, I know girl, uh, it was a girl I went to school with. She was super saved. She used to walk around with her Bible like this freshman year. Like I believe when she got married, she was a virgin. Used to walk around and she would still hang out, come around, laugh, talk. She just did not drink. She didn't smoke. And she just didn't. I never seen her like stay out too late, but she still like went to occasional party. She still lived her life. She just was true to who she was. So just be true to who you are. Like you don't have to. We're not we're not supposed to isolate ourselves at all. So you can have conversations. You're supposed to communicate with the people you work with. You're supposed to talk to random strangers and people that you're in school with. Everybody is not going to walk. Your, you're going to meet Muslims. You're going to meet um, Jewish people. You're going to meet all types of people. You're going to meet people that are atheists. You're going to meet people that, and everybody is not a person you're supposed to disciple to. I'll just say that too. You have to discern, use your, your wisdom to know, like, it ain't even no point for me to have that conversation. I'm just going to walk and be me. You know, wear your, wear your cross if that's what you want to wear and do you. But it is not your job to go up to everybody. You know about Jesus? You know about Jesus? You know about Jesus? You know, you will drive yourself crazy. <laughs> that is not what they want us to do. But like, say if somebody comes to you and they're like going through a hard, hard time, man, I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm so sorry that you're going through that. And you don't even have to pray for them in that moment. Just like, you know, I'm going to really pray for you. And I hope that everything works out. You know, you don't have to, it's not a forceful thing. Now, when it comes to dating, when it comes to dating, this is very uh, important. And for those of you who have to go to work, have a great day. I'm going to stay on for those who, who can stay. When it comes to dating, why are you dating? Are you dating just to have fun or are you dating for marriage? I don't believe in wasting time because time is the most valuable resource that we have. So when it comes to dating, I personally believe, and this is my stance, this is my new standard for me. So I'm not going to speak to you. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. When I meet somebody, the first thing I'm doing is having a lighthearted conversation. Lighthearted. If I meet them on it on online, I'm going to, of course, do the little background check on social. What they what they what they pictures like, what are they talking about? Where they who are they? Who do they present themselves to be? Not to say that that's who they are. Who do they present themselves to be? Now, if he's standing there doing all of this, down, money, throwing up the middle fingers, nah, not my cup of tea. <laughs> you know, not my cup of tea. Teach their own. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm assessing. You should. You should assess everybody in your life. Everybody. If you're not wise, if you don't assess, you would not just move into a house. You would not just drive any car. So you should be assessing everything that comes in and out your life, your food, your friendships, your, you should be assessing. Um, I will say going back to the friends really quick. If your friends are a hundred percent, not on the same page, if they're a hundred percent, not liking who you are, if they a hundred percent are just over you, they don't want your way. They feel like, Oh, you changed or you too churchy. Sometimes it's okay to let those, those friendships fizzle out, have conversations to see if you guys can get on a good page, but do not turn away from God to try to please man. Don't try to, oh, I got to be who I used to be. Everybody, nobody should be who they used to be. Everybody should be growing, evolving, different life experiences. You, you should be, you should not be who you were five years ago. You should not be who you were when you were on the block in your hometown with your homies. Like, you should not be the same person. You should be evolved. You should be elevating. As a Christian, you should be elevating every single year. You should not be the same Christian you were when you were in college or in high school or something like that. You should be evolving. So if people can't accept who you are and who you've become, 
that relationship may have run its course for the for your life. Not saying you got to beef, not saying you got to be like, well, forget you. No, 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 no. I understand, but I this is who I am. This is my walk and and I I I'm sorry that that you aren't able to walk this walk with me anymore. Or you don't even have to have that conversation. It'll just kind of fizzle out by itself. But going back to dating, I have conversations with people. I I was watching, I was I was I almost reposted it and I thought it was so it was like a cartoon of a woman who was on a date with a guy. And she was like, oh, so thank you for making time. So she was trying to have a conversation with him. And he was like, yeah, word, uh-huh. Like, and, and then people were in the comments like, oh my gosh, this is so true. This is dating in 2021. And I was like, how sway? How are people even getting you to a date and you haven't talked on the phone? I'm going to tell you all this, ladies. I don't care how much a man does not like talking on the phone or late fellas who, um, Dang, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Go get, go, go do something with yourself. Um, I don't care how much, if a guy really likes you, he's going to talk to you. I do not go on dates with people. I do not have conversations with over the phone. I need to have at least two good conversations so I can see what your mentality is like. Why am I going to sit? Why am I going to get dressed up? First of all, that's half, that's half your eve. That's most of your evening, right? So say it's a Friday night and I'm being taken out on a date and I don't know this person. I've, I've only texted them or I've only met them on Instagram, right? I don't know who this person is. I spend an hour and some change getting ready. Then I have to drive there because if you, if I don't know you, you're not picking me up. You ain't about to see where I live. You don't need to, no, 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 no. I understand wanting to be a gentleman and I think that that's bomb, not on the first date. And I feel like a, a man who understands safety would understand that and respect that. Um, so I have to drive to where you are, pay for parking, all of that stuff, pay for parking, especially if you live in Atlanta. If you go to most restaurants, you're paying for parking and that's like $20 a pop. Okay. Um, if, and, and I don't, and, and there's a whole lot of, well, he should, I'm not trying to be obligated to nobody that I do not know. Yes. He's paying for the date, but parking, oh, I got all that. I'm gonna get myself into the building. You feel me? Um, then I have to sit across from you for an hour and some change. Why am I wasting my time when I could be in my house, cleaning my house, watching Netflix, praying, watching my favorite show, giving myself a, a self-care night with, with a mask and giving myself a pedicure, manicure? Why am I wasting my time if I've never had a conversation with you? So when you when you meet people, hey, here's my phone or not even here's my phone number. See if they want your phone number. Hey, when I would love to talk to you. Y'all, nowadays, you don't even need nobody's phone number. Instagram got FaceTime. And ask them about themselves. Hey, so do you go to church? Are you are you a Christian? First of all, if you're a Christian and you want to marry a Christian, that should be the very one of the very first questions you ask them. What are your spiritual beliefs? Oh no, well you know I believe God exists, but you know I don't I don't go to church or nothing. Ding 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 ding. That's all I need to know. Depending on where you are in your walk, for me that's all I need to know. Brittany, that's so harsh. That that. Yep, because I want a husband and I want a man of God and I want a man who knows God and I'm not trying to raise, pull, iron sharpens iron. You, I can't have you be a cotton ball and I'm and I'm a I'm a iron rod and, and no, for me. So do you go to church? Oh no, I ain't been to church since '93, and I understand. I was not in church the way I'm in church. So I'm not judging anybody. I'm not saying that they're a bad person because they're not on the same page as me. They're just not for me because we're not on the same page. 
So I believe, and if he doesn't want, like, say if they're like, well, I don't really converse over the phone. I, I'll, I'll see you that. Because you're not even willing to, you're, you're not even wise enough to want to get to know me too, before you waste your time and your money. We're not on the same page. Y'all I've gotten so cutthroat. I'm okay with being alone and don't let social media fool you to think that you can't have standards that, oh, you're going to be alone with cats because you're too strict and you're too. Th the man God has for me, I'm out in the world, so I'm not hidden. I'm not just at home only, you know, I'm out in the world. I'm doing things. So the man that God has for me will be for me. I'm not worried about all of the hundred and so that are not. Does that make sense? So when depending on your goals, I do not, I do not recommend, and the Bible doesn't recommend it either. If you are not married to link up with a non-believer because there will be obstacles. Life is hard enough. Marriage is hard enough. Why should your foundation have cracks in it? Why build a house on sand when you're supposed to build your house on a firm foundation? The foundation between a godly Christian marriage is God. There's no point to get married if God ain't in it, in my personal belief. What are y'all doing? What is the purpose? So for me, I'm asking questions and you should ask a lot of questions. I shared, there's a, there's a, de, uh, a bishop. I shared a lot of his videos on my community page. Women go check those out and I'll give you guys his name. Um, and he's a man of God. And he talks about this, all the Kevin Samuels rhetoric about ain't no, stop thinking that there aren't men out there. There are, do not have a poverty mindset. You can't have a poverty mindset when it comes to money. Don't have a poverty mindset when it comes to men. There are plenty of men out there. Every all of them ain't gonna be for you. You are man, you are designed specifically if you believe in God for one person. Okay, so his name is RC Blakes Jr. If you are a Christian woman, you should be watching this man's video. He talks to young women and women, and not in a toxic masculinity way, in a father. I wish my dad would have had some of these conversations with me, but. It's R.C. Blakes Jr. He is a bishop. His, he's married. He's married and had been married for 23 years and has not cheated on his wife. All of this advice that we're getting from all of these people who ain't never been married and, and, and telling you what a woman want, should be. And then, and then, no, this man is married and he's giving practical, godly advice. And he tells you if a man won't wait for you, then buy. Like he tells you, keep your high queens, have high standards, ladies. Queens have super high standards and not in the standards of, well, he got to make this much and he got to be this tall and he got to look like this. Not like that. Should you be attracted to him? Yes. But not about height, all of the superficial stuff. It needs to be, what is his character? How does he treat his mother? Very important. Very important. Y'all, a man's mother is the first person that he loves first woman that he loves. If he doesn't love his mother properly, he will never love you properly. Men, women have to heal their relationships with their fathers. Either the fathers are around or, or not. You have to heal that in order to properly love a man. I'm telling y'all. And, and I know that there, I know that there are eaches. I know that there are like, you know, there's, 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 there's some caveats to that. And I'm not saying, you know, but, but there's some truth to that. Right. So his name is RC. R.C. Blakes Jr., really practical, godly, godly advice. He tells you, wrap it. Don't, uh -uh, don't be out there giving your cookie away. Yes, your standards should be high. These are the things that you should be looking for. Character, 
values, morals. And this is something that I learned from him, but I kind of already had this in my mind and why I, I'm, a st- I'm a firm believer on not allowing a man to cheat because there are people that I admire on social media that will tell you a man cheating on you is not the worst thing in the world. And it is um, because not only are you breaking a covenant that you made with me, you're breaking the covenant of God if you step out on my marriage. But let, let, let's he talks about this. If a man will not wait for you in the dating phase, he will not have the sexual discipline in marriage. When you wait during dating, it prepares you for all of the, not women mostly, but all of the, 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 the tale that's going to come after you as a man when you're married. So if you have a man, so say if you're celibate, right? You, you're dating a man that's not a believer. Or you're dating a man who is a believer, but he's not waiting. And he's like, well, if I ain't sleeping with you, then I'm sleeping with somebody. When we get married, you have zero sexual discipline. Every man needs sexual discipline. You should not bounce and pounce on every tail that wags your way. You should have discipline. Because if you don't have sexual discipline, there's going to be other areas in your life that you are not disciplined. Men that have zero sexual discipline are not happy, (laughs) are not happy men. They'll they'll make you think that they're happy. They're not. Promiscuous men are not happy. They're trying to fill a void. They're insecure. Um, There was an episode with Sincere that he did on Lovers and Friends podcast. He's a very promiscuous man. And he went through a lot of trauma and pain and hurt. Men, y'all, ladies, men also have sexual trauma. They don't talk about it. Men were also molested and raped at young ages, but because they're men, they're told like, oh, that was supposed to happen. Knowing deep down, they they don't feel like good about it. They'll they'll brag about it, but they don't feel good about it, right? Because they're told that. So understand that men have a lot of pain and trauma and stuff that they're just now being able to deal with. Okay, so understand a sexually promiscuous man also is a is a problem. Just like a over sexually promiscuous woman is a problem. If you do not gain sexual discipline in your life. There will be so many other things that you will not be able to discipline yourself for. So when you are dating and your and your goal is to have a God filled marriage, your standards have to be high. Will it be lonelier than just having a boyfriend? Yes, but you don't want just a boyfriend because then you're just taking up space on somebody who's supposed to be there. You're ma- I'm telling you all this now. The man, a man of God is not going to come in your life if that seat is full. If you dating Jake and you humping on Jake and Jake is all in your world, a man of God is not coming and entering your life. One, because men of God have integrity. They're not about to be a side dude. They're not about to holler at you if you're taken. If they see a ring on your finger, they're not hollering. And men, women of God do not holler at you when you're married. They respect marriage. So anybody that you allow into your marriage is not a woman of God, or at least she's not operating in that way. So be careful. But that's why I would say no. I would say friendships, maybe, depending on the circumstance, if they're not trying to pull you away from your spiritual beliefs, or they're not trying to shun you for it. Friendships, yes. Talking uh, outside of like, of just um, you know, conversing through like people in the world. Absolutely. You have to, everybody's not going to be a Christian, but dating, depending on your 
depending on your your goals, I would highly recommend not. Venetia says, question, I'm the seventh day of Venice mainly because of the seventh day uh, commandment. Why does it seem like everyone says it was taken out of out of the commands? Uh, should we be Jews first, like Jesus learn he and learn learn Hebrew? Mm, this is interesting. So, what I will say about Seven Day Adventists, from my personal understanding, and if I misspeak, please leave it in the comments. If you guys have resources, if you guys know, put in the comments as well. My understanding for anybody who doesn't know, Seven Day Adventists, they are they hold their Sabbath on a Saturday instead of Sunday. Most Christians go to church on Sunday, which is supposed to be our Sabbath. And what I love about seven day Adventists is they're very strict with, Hey, we do not do or operate from this time on Friday night to this time, I believe Saturday or Sunday, right? They honor that day and that time and that space for God. And I think that that's really dope. The Bible will say though, that no matter what day you hold as your Sabbath, let that person hold as their Sabbath. So we're not supposed to debate on whose Sabbath is right. Like I'm not supposed to tell you that Saturday isn't a Sabbath and you're not supposed to tell me that Sunday isn't a Sabbath. When it comes to, should we be Jews first? Here's what I'll say about that. Yes, Jesus was a Jew. However, Jewish, the Jewish faith does not believe that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. That's why we are now called Christians, because we were called Gentiles in that day and age. If you were not a Jew, you were called a Gentile. Um, anybody that was not a Jewish person. So the Jews were called to be God's chosen people, right? That's why they went through everything they went through, escaping Israel with Moses and crossing the Red Sea and all of that, those things. But after Jesus's death, and you have to really read that, read Matthew <coughs> for yourself. That's when they start talking about Christianity. But um, the reason why I am not a Jewish person is because Jewish, the Jewish culture, the Jewish faith does not believe that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. They believe he existed. They believe he was more like a prophet or a um, like kind of like what the what the Muslims believe. They don't believe that Jesus Christ was is their Lord and Savior. So that's why I would not consider myself a Jew because I, I consider myself a Christian because I I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Um, if you want to learn Hebrew, I think that that would be dope for your own personal knowledge and, you know, to go to, to Israel possibly one day or Jerusalem and see where it all began or not see where it all began. It didn't begin there, but you know, you know what I mean? Uh, with, with the Bible and things like that, if that's what you want to do, but I would not consider my, I'm not, I'm not signing up for the Jewish faith for that reason. They do not believe Jesus Christ is their Lord and savior. And I do. Miss Dimple says my mom and me were really close and she started dating a man. He does not go to church and she has stopped going. She's acting like someone I don't know. I am learning to accept this change, but it's hard. This is why it's very important not to link with non-believers. Because people think that if we link with non-believers in relationships, because a romantic relationship is very different from a friendship. You're not sleeping with your friend. You don't have all of these um, endorphins and, and, and sexual chemicals going off in your brain. And, and the thing too, that people don't understand is sex can be used as a, a way to um, hypnotize you and manipulate you. People can use sex as witchcraft. Sex is a beautiful 
beautiful, pure thing under the covenant of a marriage. Sex can be very demonic when you're linking with the wrong person because people can speak things into you. Like be very careful when you're in the bedroom and people calling you out your name, saying certain things, chanting, like that's a chant. And then it's sexual energy. This is what people don't know about sex. Sex is an energy. It's worship. It really is. When you're in a marriage, it's worship. Like you're bringing the Holy Spirit into your marriage. But when you're not married, God can't be in the mix of that. That's sin. God is not in sin. So when you're doing that, you're in sin for one, right? And let me take her mom off the screen because I don't want to talk like I'm, I'm not talking about your mom. But when you're having sex outside of marriage, it's it's sin. So God is not in the room. God is not in the building. God is not condoning that. There's no Holy Spirit, nothing. So you're opening up all of this energy for a demonic presence if you're laying down with somebody that is not right. And when I say demonic, it could be alcoholism, drug abuse. Um, maybe he has personal trauma that he's never healed and dealt with. There's a lot that goes into that. So when people are whispering in your ear and chanting and calling your name and doing that, be very, if y'all are still out there having fornicating, I'm not judging you, but be very careful with that because this is how, this is what happens. And this is why I feel like you should not link up romantically with non-believers because you can be pulled away close, probably more than you'll pull them closer to God. I see it all the time and people break up because of stuff like this, as you should, you know, you never, never put a man, never put a person over your God ever, ever, ever. I don't care who it is ever, ever. You can honor that mother and that father, but you never put anyone over God ever. I don't care if it's my husband. No, Satan get behind me. Satan. Uh, Simone says my homecoming is this week is, is this weekend as well. I'm happy. I'm not mingling in those spirit and let's not. And you know what? I don't want to be like, I'm not going to be over there with them Jezebels. It's not even that about that because I believe that a lot of those people are good people. I just don't want to put myself in a space where I'm going to sin. And sin is anything that goes against God for you. So if God told you to do stop doing something, if you have a conviction that you were supposed to stop doing something and you're doing it, that is a sin, right? If God, if you believe God told you to stop eating pork and you're eating pork, that is a sin. It ain't in the Bible, but it's a sin, right? So it's not, um, I don't look at it like that. Like, oh, I'm going to be over there dancing with demons. Like, I don't look at it like that for myself. I get what you're saying. I look at it more so for, well, this person ain't got no kind of life. Um, I look at it for myself as like, I don't want to slip up because at the end of the day, I can't hold nobody accountable for their sin. That is not my job. I'm only accountable for my sin. I hope to go to his church one day. Did she link the church anywhere? You're talking about me? I did not. But I go to uh, Embassy City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, be very careful. Be very careful, you guys. If you're still fornicating, right? If you're still having sex without marriage, just be careful. I understand. I've been there. I'm not judging you. But what I will say is always remember God cannot bless sin. Now, everything can work out for the greater good of God and God's people for sure. For sure, right? That's just how it works. But 
God does not bless sin. So when you're fornicating, you're having sex outside of marriage, God is not in the building. He is not in the space. He's not in the room because he does not condone your behavior or your activities. Right. And to be honest, nothing good, uh, nothing really good comes out of it when you're not married. And the reason why I say this is because I know a lot of people that have kids and they love their kids. They love their kids and they, they, they never say that they regret having their children. But they always say, if I could go back and do things differently, I would. You know, hey, Percy, you late. <laughs> so I would say uh, just be very careful with yourself, your body, your spirituality. Uh, don't condemn anybody. Don't walk around. We're not holier than thou. We're all subject to sin. But just remember that God is not where sin is. So if you're feeling called and you're feeling convicted, to stop, you know, having sex outside of marriage, lay your body at his feet, sacrifice. Let me read that before we get out of here. Um, let me read that before we get out of here. Because that was something that I saw that I was just like, oh. Hold on. Or we might read that next week. We'll read it next week, but it talks about turning away and, and getting getting self-control. Everybody read First Peter over the weekend. Read First Peter. Read First Peter. So get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with deceit, hip, hip, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all kinds of speech. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spirits, pure spiritual milk. So that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out to his nourishment. Now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. God loves you. He wants you to turn away from sin. And he wants you to get closer with him. Uh, so just do it. All you got to do is make a decision. All right. I love you guys so much. Have a great, great day. Please like the video before you guys get out of here. Be safe over the weekend. Um, Make sure that you guys pray. Check out my community page because I do share a lot of videos on there. I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed weekend. And I will catch y'all on Monday for our 200th episode, y'all. 200. Ooh, that's a lot. All right. I love y'all. Have a beautiful and blessed weekend. Bye, y'all.